even while he was standing on the cross, hanging on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what to do. The next saying said, today you will be with me in paradise. He offered a thief, a criminal, he offered him salvation. The third saying is what I'll be talking with you more about today, and it's about relationships. That's where he said, woman, here's your son, and to the disciple, he said, here is your mother. Then there was a feeling of abandonment. He said, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? There was a feeling of distress when he said, I thirst. And then there was a feeling of triumph while he was hanging on the cross, and he said, it is finished. And then there was reunion. He said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit, and he died for you. So standing there were three people that, uh, two people that were standing and one that was hanging that I want to talk with you about today. The first one that we will talk about is um, John. I told you that John was the only disciple there. I told you that in the writings that John referred to himself as the one that was loved by Jesus. Why did he refer to himself as the one that Jesus loved? Why? Let's kind of examine his relationship with Jesus and decide what kind of relationship we have with Jesus. John uh, was appointed to take care of his mother, so there must have been a strong feeling of Jesus for his mother. He wanted to make sure she was cared for, and John accepted that. There's two times that John is quoted in the scripture, only two. And the first time he was qu uh, quoted was at the Passover when Jesus was talking about who would deny him. And John said, is it I? And the second time that John was quoted in the scripture is when there was on the Sea of Tiberias and the waves were being tossed and things were not going well. The disciples were afraid and Jesus came to them walking on the water. And John said, it is the Lord. So his relationship with Jesus was so strong that when Jesus came coming and the other disciples thought he was a ghost, John said, it is the Lord. He knew him. He knew him at a deep level. And I just hope that today that you will be able to, even times of distress and being tossed, that you too can discern that the Lord's presence is in your life and you can say, it is the Lord and rejoice in his presence. And then the other part, the other time that we see John is as John the Revelator. And as John the Revelator, it's, the scripture says that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And while he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, he saw many things. One of the things he saw that I would love to be able to see is he saw the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He saw the Lamb of God. He saw the throne, he saw angels, he saw many things in this. And you know, I hope that we all can be in that kind of relationship with Jesus that he can show us himself too. Do you want to be able to see visions and see his glory and be able to, you know, his, John's eyes had just been plucked out. He could have been complaining 
I mean, he could have been complaining, complaining, but he wasn't. He was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and he was able to see many things, many things. I hope that we too can be freed from the agony and the tossing of the world and the, and the perils that come upon us, and we too can be loosed from this earth. I feel like that today's society is much too connected to the earth. Much too connected Amen. to the earth. Let us enter into an atmosphere to where no matter if our eyes have been plucked out and we're thrown out on the Isle of Patmos, we can still be in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's what kind of relationship I want with Jesus, and I hope that's what kind of relationship that you want. The second person that I'm going to bring attention to is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, every mother that has ever birthed a child have times where we watch our children suffer. You know, when I would watch mine have a fever and <clears throat> be stressing, you know, during the night, it just broke my heart. But let's imagine what it must have been like for Jesus to be hanging on a cross, that's her son hanging there, hanging on that cross, and Jesus watching him being mocked, him being made fun of, him being pierced, him being uh, brutally, brutally beaten, and yet the mother was standing right there. Even in the face of the suffering, she was there. And can, we just have to try to imagine uh, just try in your mind just for a moment to imagine what she as a mother must have been feeling. I can imagine a little bit. I'm going to share with you this morning my testimony of what it's like to stand, to stand, even when things around us are not too comfortable. Six years ago, I got a call one morning and they said, something's happened to Neil. We're not sure what it is, but they're rushing him to Rex Hospital. And from there, they rushed him to UNC, and he was put on the new, the new row unit of UNC Hospital. At that point, my son had nothing but medicine, 25 bags of something to keep him alive. He was... 100% ventilated. He couldn't breathe on his own. He couldn't move a muscle in his body. And for two years, I watched him hoist him out of a bed. He couldn't get up out of bed. He couldn't bathe himself. He couldn't do anything for himself. The first movement was about six months later, and he moved one finger. That was his first movement. I remember those days, and I remember the day that the doctor walked into the waiting room where Don and I were waiting, and he, they said these words, we've done everything we can do. We're going to cut the lights out, pull the shades, and it's in God's hands now. And Don and I knew that it had to be in God's hands. Well, for two years, he was hoisted out of bed. He was put into a wheelchair. And thank God you men of the church, when we would we paid $50 for somebody at the rest home to put him in our car because we're going to bring him to church. And we brought him here, and Jeremy, how many times did you lift him out of those seats of that car? And we brought him in here, and we set him right there where he's sitting this morning. 
two years later as a mother, I was able to bring him home. Was it hard? The first bath I gave him, I thought he was going to die, but he didn't. And now, God has raised him up. He walks on his own. He bathes his own self. And you know, we took him to UNC, and they said, he'll never go to the bathroom. You might as well just catheterize him. He's not going to happen. He'll never speak again. He'll never walk again. Well, that was a lie. That was a lie. He's walking. He's talking. He does go to the bathroom on his own. You know, Mary's response to the angel when came to her and told her she was going to be the mother of the Son of God, she said, be it unto me according to thy word. You know, there comes time in the life of a mother where we just have to say, be it unto me according to thy word, not our words. Because many times the circumstances around us may not be pleasant, but we have to stand, be it, be it, according, to, be it according to thy word. I had someone ask me one day, Miss Carol, how did you do it? How did you do all that? How, tell me what it was like when they said that there's no, he can't do anything. We've turned the lights out and pulled the shades and we're just not going to try anything else. We're not going to try any more medication, nothing. What was it like that day? And what did you do? Did you fast? What did you do? And I had to think about it. What did I do? And I remember that same feeling that I think Mary had. I just said, be it unto me according to thy word. And I remember just standing. You know, Mary was standing at the cross watching her suffering son give his life for me and you. John was standing at the cross saying he was available. He was the one available to take the mother of Jesus. He was there. John was standing at the cross. And I can tell you that this mother, when I was faced with the suffering son, what I remember, I don't remember crying. I don't remember worrying. But I remember God's word. And this was the word that came to me about six weeks from that day in March and February the 28th of 2015. I remember these words that came to me. I can tell you where I was standing. And the word of God said, let me do my complete work. Now, I would have liked for God to tell me that he was going to raise him up the next day. And it's been six years. And we've had hurdles to overcome. He says surgeries to go through. And we've had many things to overcome. But I remember the word of God as it spoke to me as a mother watching my son suffer and he said let me do my complete work I stood on that I said be it unto me according to thy word thy word the next person I want to talk about that was at the cross was Jesus hanging he was not sitting but he was hanging. He was hanging there. He was not standing. But he was a suffering Messiah 
that the Jewish people were having much trouble accepting because he was not a king conquering, but he was a suffering Messiah. But he came into this world to do it for you. He was hanging there on that cross to do it for you. I want to ask you today, I want you to think about the Messiah. I want you to think about that Jesus, that suffering that he went through for me and you. I want you to think about it. And I want to ask you the question today, how are you standing? How are you standing today? Are you standing against the evil of Satan that's trying to take over our world, the cues of the brethren? He's got schemes going on everywhere, trying to cut the church and shut it down. Are you standing against that kind of thing? Are you standing in agreement this morning? Are you standing in the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yeah. Or has somebody complicated your thinking and you're not sure whether he really was the Son of God or not? But to be saved, you must be able to say, yes, Jesus was the Son of God. Can you stand in his suffering? Can you stand in the face of suffering? What if you might get a bad report about your son? What if you were to get that bad report? Can you just stand in the word and stand on what God says and stand in faith, stand strong in your faith? Or is when trouble comes, is it going to shake you and rock your faith? What's, what's going to happen? Can you stand? Can you stand in confession? You know what it says to be saved? You've got to confess that Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Can you stand and make that confession this morning? Or when this world starts saying, no, you, you know, Son of God is not really truly the Son of God, are you going to come to the place where you can't stand up? When somebody at work confronts you about your faith, can you stand in firmly in your faith? Can you stand firmly and say, yes, I believe that the Christ is the Son of God? And can you stand in commitment? Can you stand in commitment this morning? Can you say, I will stand. I will stand. How are you standing? What does he ask of you when he asks you to confess the Christ? What is he asking you to do? He's not asking you to suffer. He's not asking you to... Give him anything back. You know what he's asking of you? Something simple. He's asking you to believe. Believe. Yeah. That's a simple thing to do, to stand. He asks you only to believe. Forgiveness is a free gift. It's not something you can work for. It's not something you can do enough for. You don't have to beat your back to get salvation. You don't have to pray enough, do whatever. But you have to believe. And you have to believe. And this, this when you do... When you accept Jesus Christ, you get forgiveness of sins. That's, that's wonderful, is it not? We're free. Free from the guilt of sin. Free. Hallelujah. Free from the guilt of sin. Not only that, but we get eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That suffering Messiah, that one hanging on that cross, if we will stand up for him, he will give us eternal life. And the other part about this is as a close relationship with God. When Jesus comes into our lives and we stand up and we take a stand for what God asks us to stand for, the cool thing about it is we get to have a personal relationship with God, the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. The one who hung on that cross that day creating the world for us and did everything for us. He loves us so much. 
He's not judging you. He's not looking down on you. All he's asking of you is that you believe and believe his word. God bless you.